0: Alright, good morning everyone. Welcome to Making Movies is Hard, a podcast about the everyday struggle of being an independent filmmaker. I'm Timothy Plain. And I'm Alric Brassell. Each week we discuss a different filmmaking topic and give you our point of view, not as experts, but as two filmmakers trying to figure it out for ourselves. So I was on Twitter this morning and I saw a still from a movie called Rage and your actor saying, I'm working with Alrick Brassell in a new shor- short, what the hell? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, well, we were talking about this, and um, you know, I decided. I knew you to go were talking about it. it,
0: but I didn't know. Like, this is exactly how brother went down too earlier yeah. last year. Uh, we were, you're were talking about it, and then all of a sudden, it's like two weeks later. It's like it was you were either shooting or done shooting maybe it's like when
1: i start my prep i don't necessarily announce it to the world or i'm not like telling people (laughs) i just i'm working so hard making sure i can actually do it but with brother i mean i you know i i knew the dates i was shooting a month ahead of time because i had to do all the um the permitting stuff we just um, didn't have a podcast at that
0: time. So. Well, we didn't podcast at the time. This that pre-podcast. Yeah, that's that's why. Yeah. <laughs> that's why I didn't know about it. The only only time I learned things that you're doing is on the podcast.
1: That's so funny.
0: That's not true. That's not true. Everyone make we me sound a like lot. a
1: terrible person.
0: <laughs> no, we talk a lot. We haven't actually though in the past two weeks because we've both been so busy. I mean, this has been a super tough start to the year. I mean, in a good way for me but it's just been busy.
1: Yeah, busy is good though. I mean, I feel like that's it's a good sign for the year, right? If you're so busy the first couple weeks, it's like, oh, well, well, the year can only bring good things, right?
0: Yeah, Do you? I mean, do you feel good about how busy you've been?
1: Yeah, I mean, it was really last week was the only week and it was just crazy. I had um, a bunch of shoots, um, like two corporate shoots, and then I did... I got hired to direct an actor's reel, which was really That's so fun. Weird. Yeah, <laughs> I've never heard of that before. Yeah, I, i've I've heard a little bit of it, you know, and like that that actors, um, you know, will sometimes do scenes specifically for their reels. You know, um, I kind of tried to convince her to just, you know, let's just make a short film, like whatever budget you have, let's just take that and make a short film. But she. I think she really wanted to do the four scenes just so she could get these different sides of her. And she's moving to L.A. like um, in the end of the month and she wants to have a reel that she can like show agents as soon as she gets there.
0: Where would the four scenes come from?
1: So that she she had a writer friend um, basically map them off of famous movies. Three of them were like all had something to do with comedy and then there's one that was like pretty much deadly serious and that was the last one we did. So,
0: mm-hmm. yeah. And did you get paid for this? I did. Very little. Oh, um nice. I basically... Congratulations. It doesn't matter. You got paid to direct. Somebody hired... Somebody sought you out and said, auric will you direct this? I will pay you. Yeah. That's amazing. I, I spent, like, basically half...
1: More than half the money that they gave me on crew and equipment. But, uh, you know, I feel like that was sort of the right thing to do to, to make it look as best as possible. You know, because my wife was saying, like, I could have just, like, taken all the money and then just use my own camera and all only my own equipment and just pocket the money and just like turn something out for her and then just be like, oh, I had a big nice payday. But I was like, you know, that doesn't help me and that doesn't really help her. So I'd rather just like try to pull my resources as much as I can and just, you know, make it look good and make it make it sound good. And I don't know, just have something that she'll be proud of and I'll be proud of. And, you know. Whatever.
0: That's awesome. I like that you did that and you didn't just pocket the money. Yeah. <laughs> that shows some character. So right. you have shot something, mm-hmm. you're in pre-production on another short film. Yep. What else has gone on in the past <laughs> well, two weeks? I mean, That's I, a lot. There's already a lot. Yeah.
1: There's a lot going on though, man. I mean, because the script supervising thing's happening. And then I just got approached to potentially produce a feature for somebody wow. who's already got a budget in line. But the problem is... They're they they want to shoot when the the script supervisor movie is shooting, um, oh. so I don't know. And I I already signed a contract with the other people, and so it, I couldn't really get out of that. Well, I wouldn't want to like ditch the the soup the, the script supervisor job for this better job, you know, because oh. I, I already signed a contract and they're already counting on me, and I've already even started working on it a little bit. Um, yeah. So I just feel like it would be the wrong move to. Um,
0: you got values.
1: I mean obviously career-wise it makes much more sense to produce a feature rather than script supervise a feature. It
0: sounds I mean it sounds awesome. It sounds like a, an opportunity you can't pass up.
1: Right, exactly. But I mean, you know, I think the, the script supervisor thing I don't know. I think it, I just have to do that because You have
0: to do both.
1: I said I was going to yeah, yeah
0: just have to figure it out.
1: But then, does th- th- should I even make? Should I even be worrying about producing someone else's movie when I have my own movie to produce? You know, that's the other question. It's like, cause well, you don't have any money, right? I don't have any money, not yet. So
0: I want to worry about producing a movie you don't have no money on yet. But
1: if I don't start producing it, Timothy, I'll never get the money. <laughs> <laughs> you know,
0: I know. But <laughs> sometimes you just gotta, you know, life is gonna throw these things in front of you, and you just gotta go after them. Because what if what if it, nothing happens? Yeah, like, there's two two things that could happen. One is doing this movie could open doors to you doing your own movie.
1: Yeah, that's probably almost certainly that would yeah. happen.
0: Or you passing on this movie will you'll regret it later because nothing will happen with the alternate for. Like a year or 2 and you'd be like, oh, I, I had so much time. Right. Hind- hindsight being what it is, like I had so much time. Why didn't I take that job? So I wouldn't pass on something in speculation of something that's not even real. Right. It'd be different if you already had like a schedule in place for the alternate and you had money raised and you're just like, you're full steam ahead. But right now it's all just kind of an idea. Yeah. That, so you that's you can't, st- can't stop working for an idea. That's true. I mean... I guess,
1: you know, it would probably be no problem doing this one and then prepping for the alternate after. But it's just like I kind of feel like The Rage will be my last short project unless I get approached with something that um someone else is going to pay for or that someone else is going to collabor- collaborate with me on. But I'm, I'm not going to try to be doing any more short films for the rest of the year because i just realized that if i'm gonna make the alternate like it's like you like you said and like uh, andrew said and and just like we've been talking about it's it's gonna start with me only like no one's gonna i'm not gonna just like send my script to like a producer and then be like oh my god this is the best movie ever all right let's streamline it it's like that's just not gonna happen like there's no i mean that's what everybody wants but like I mean, I think the very, it's like very, very few people that happens for, so it's just think like I have to do it on my own and no better time than to just do it now. And and like, it's not going to happen unless I, until I commit myself, I just feel like I just need to like just live in it, you know? And that's the only way it's going to happen.
0: Yeah. I think so too. So tell us about the rage. What are you willing to say at this point? What are you willing to talk about at this point? I
1: don't know. Well, it's it's like it's very different than anything I've made before. For one, it, there's no dialogue, so that's exciting. It's all gonna be like sound effects and visuals. Um, it's not science fiction or horror, so it's very different than uh, than anything I've done recently. It's still got some sort of fantastical moments, but uh, yeah, it's very different. It's it's gonna be a lot darker, I think, too.
0: And what's your timeline for shooting it and finishing it?
1: Shooting Sunday, so by the time that you actually hear this, this movie will already have been shot, which is insane. (laughs) Um,
0: That's great. And are you editing this time?
1: I think I am, yeah, because the guy who edited last time isn't available. Um,
0: I'm so disappointed.
1: There's one guy I could ask, um, but I kind of get the feeling that he might want me to pay him, Um, but I can at least, I'll approach him because he's a sound designer and an editor. Um, mm-hmm. So I think if, if he's
0: editing it, he might have more um, interest. And then when is it going to, when do you hope to have it done by?
1: Um, Yeah, February. I don't know. Like, like. So s- two months start to finish. As soon as possible, basically. Yeah. I, I, I don't really want to draw it out very long. Um, Why are you shooting another short film? Um, For practice, you know, mm-hmm. to, to, to stay sharp and. I had a, a really strong urge to direct something um, and tell another story, you know? Uh, and I, this is,
0: I think this is not a script you wrote, right?
1: No, I I rewrote a, a few, uh, I rewrote a couple drafts of it, but yeah, this is yeah. not my original concept. This is okay. something somebody brought to me. I have this thing where like every winter I feel like I should do a creative project <laughs> just because it's slow and, uh, it's an easy time to gather crew together and just do something and I've, ma- yeah. I've been a part of one every year um, for the last I think two or three years so I just kind of felt like I just wanted to do another one and we're really like looking at it like, we're not just trying to shoot a ton of coverage of everything. We're just, we're trying to be very mm. specific with our shot selection. Like, yeah, this does this and this shot does this and this tell commun- communicates this idea and like just do everything in like a few shots and, and not just be like, okay, let's just get an establishing and medium on her, clad on her, medium on him, tight on him, you know, close-up cutaways and we're done like I don't want to do it that way you know um because that's just the the way that you could just cover every scene and it would probably be pretty good but I'd rather be more um more intentional I guess
0: so do you subscribe to the idea that every film is kind of like a, a specific there's a specific challenge you're looking to solve and if you can tackle it or if you can get better at it because I'm wondering if if you do believe in that, then what is what is it that you're that you see in this movie is like the specific challenge that you want to well, encounter and see what happens. Well,
1: I do believe in that actually, but it's more than just one. It's like a few, you know. Like for example, with brother, it was like, okay, can I get a a some somewhat well known person to be in the movie? Um, and then I, I was really interested in doing a variety of locations to make it more dynamic because Strange Thing had just been like basically two locations. And so I, I pretty much achieved those things with Brother and I'm excited about that. So with this one, having a piece that's like, you know, no dialogue, like just trying to tell the story with sound effects and visuals. So that's one challenge. There's a sex scene that is going to be full nude. So that's a second challenge. Uh, which I've never done before so I'm excited about that It's just a different type of story it's like there's no yeah it's not a horror science fiction thing so it's it's more of a human story about people um, so that's like kind of the third thing that makes it an interesting project for me and then also the fact that it's like there's no visual effects and it's something that i can just shoot and then turn around relatively quickly you know right um so i mean those are all all things that i like about it you know
0: so those are the things that are going to get you into it and then on the back end when you come out it'd be great to hear like what are the things that made this project worthwhile
1: yeah like what did i take away from it yeah, yeah would you
0: take away from it like what was the valuable lesson what was something that you learned that you're not good at or something that you learned that you are good at? Or, you know, just it'd be great to hear like your growth.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: And that you know, I was we had talked a lot about this off the podcast and whether or not you should pursue this project. Right. And <laughs> I still still do believe that you shooting a short film is gonna distract you from working on your feature. But I don't feel that way about you producing somebody else's feature film. That's funny that you feel that way. Because I feel like a short film is not like you've already done short films. You've already you've already made several of them. There's no reason to make another one. And it's not to me. It doesn't seem like a step towards making a feature. It just seems like another of the same you've already done it so for me like having a credit as a producer on a feature seems like much more of a step in the right direction of making your own feature film because as a package I guess to to potential investors you saying that you produced a feature film you have that experience it just makes it so much easier for them to give you money because you've done it Right. it's not your first one that's and, a good know, point. Short, short film production is is similar to feature film production, but it's a much shorter timeline. And, you know, it's only a few. Uh, how many shoot days are you guys doing on The Rage? Just one. Yeah. So there's just one there. Even that's like it'd be different if you're doing a, a short film even that had like a 10 day shoot. You Know that was bigger, but I mean, so. if you're
1: doing a 10 day shoot for a short film, I feel like why aren't you just making a feature? You I know. know, tell me five about it. five more days <laughs> or four more days, and, and you have that's a feature schedule on the super duper tight, you know, time frame. But, uh, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I got I agree, I kind of agree with you. I mean, I've been thinking about this a lot lately, it's like short films. It's so like making short films, like a short filmmaker and a feature filmmaker, like are very different types of filmmakers. So
0: yeah, I, same thing with like commercials, like commercial director for, or let's just, yeah, I don't know if you can call a commercial filmmaker, commercial filmmaker versus <laughs> a feature filmmaker. I don't know if you could say that, but I think you the, can. The same maybe. thing. It's like. The jump from one to the other is like, it's enough of a jump that it I think it makes people nervous. Even like the other way, cross-pollination from feature world to commercial world, like we don't want to hire feature film directors because we're like, do they really know how to direct a commercial? So I can only imagine that the other way around applies.
1: Oh yeah, I'm sure. But I mean, yeah. So I I don't know. I just kind of feel like like, this needs to be my last short, I think, because, cause you know, I was talking to some other people about, like, maybe doing the short version of the alternate for crowdfunding or whatever. Yeah. But I, I kind of feel like at this point, like, I, I have so many examples of, of my work and what I can do that, like, you know, maybe I'll shoot something really small and really cheap as a teaser for a crowdfunding video, but... I mean, I kind of feel like the, the proof is in the pudding, right? I mean, I, I've had all these movies I've made already that are like, you know, they're not exactly like the alternate, but they're, they're, you know, they have enough of the similarities and elements that the alternate has that I feel like people can see it, you know? Yeah. Um, But I don't know. I mean, I just feel like I need to do it. Like, you know, I need to like just jump out and make it happen um, because if I don't do it myself, it's just, you know... We'll be having this conversation a year from now, you know? <laughs> um, right. What about you, man? What's going on with you right now? Like, t- talk about this commercial directing world of yours. Well, why,
0: actually, the the biggest thing I want to talk to you about is Spirit Machine, because I'm in a really tough place with that. Oh, gosh. Um, so, do you know about any... Okay, let me start here. First of all, <laughs> the... The only thing that's holding me back from finishing this film at this moment is this guy in India, and he's he has thirty something shots, and I've been kind of hammering him to send me the these shots for a long time. The last time I heard from him was around November.
1: Okay, and, wow. You know,
0: I I'm in touch with him over email and Skype and I think Google Hangouts and you know whatever I have I've, I I reach out to him. He hasn't answered me, and I was complaining to a coworker, and he's like, well, where is he? And I said, oh, he's in Chennai. And he's like, dude, do you know what happened in Chennai? And I was like, no. Is, do, should I be a little sensitive? He's like, yeah, you should be really sensitive. Do you know anything that happened in Chennai? No, I don't know anything last year? about that. No. Well, if you go on Google and type Chennai flood, you'll see that the whole city of Chennai was is underwater. Wow. Holy moly. And I haven't heard from this guy since November, so now I'm getting really worried.
1: Like, maybe um, maybe something really bad happened to him, you yeah, know?
0: Yeah. Wow. I don't know, and I don't know how to, like, he hasn't answered anything. So I'm really worried about this dude. And, you know, movie aside, like, just from, from on a personal level, like, that that would be really sad if, like, this guy was gone. I have no idea. I don't know if I'll ever find out.
1: And there's no other way you can reach out to him. There's no, you can't put his name into some sort of like a uh, search online to see if he's a maybe survivor like the, or yeah, something. Maybe
0: that's like the next thing I need to do. Yeah. And so, you know what that means for spirit machine is I'm really thinking like I may never see these shots.
1: Yeah. Like and you might have to hire another visual effects company to finish them.
0: Yeah. So I have like several paths I can take. I can hire another company, pay more money. I'm already like, I've hired this guy with money from my own pocket to make it happen because I just wanted to get it done um so now I'd have to like start over from scratch pay somebody else go through the same thing might take like another year or I just figure out a way to like re-edit the movie and try to work around it and just like destroy the structure that I have and like come up with something new Like, the problem is, so the whole story revolves around a father and daughter searching for Thomas Edison's missing or lost invention. Mm -hmm. And the scenes that he was working on are their entrance into, like, Thomas Edison's, like, workshop. Mm -hmm. So, it's, like, I have pieces outside that kind of, like, start the movie, and then I have pieces that finish the movie. But he had all the middle section. So, I'm kind of missing all the, like entering the gateway into this world stuff
1: Mm, but like do you have like once they're in the world all that stuff or is it just
0: i have uh, enough scenes that i think that you know i could just have them show up (laughs) yeah just show up in thomas edison's cave well
1: is there any way that you could like you know like maybe pick like two or three of the shots that he's working on and and like You know, just do a couple like that establishing shots or a couple like one shot of them entering and then, you know, get use that to get you into your scene. And so like you just hire somebody to just do a few shots, because I think if you give somebody five shots versus 30 shots, right? you know, you could get those done a lot sooner. And it probably might not even cost you anything if you find the right people, you know?
0: Yeah. And I guess like one of the debates that I'm having right now is like, how much do... How much do I owe the Kickstarter people? Like, if I go and I'm like, well, I couldn't pull off this 20 minute short film, and I have to re-edit it, and it turns out 10 minutes. Like, is that bad? No,
1: I don't think. I don't think it matters at all. Who cares the length? Like, you're just trying to make the best movie possible. 10 minutes versus 20 minutes I don't think your Kickstarter backers are gonna care they, they just want to see the best <laughs> movie possible you know like I thought about that with brother because I cut an opening yeah. scene and I felt like you know my star might be a little annoyed that you know one of the scenes that we worked really hard on and that he he did a great job on it isn't in the movie but he hasn't even mentioned it so Ooh. he just said how much he loved it and how how great he thought it was so it's like Yeah, maybe I don't think people care about that as much. I don't think people are like, "Oh, he made he turned in a movie that's 15 minutes when he said it was going to be a 20 minute short film." Yeah, that guy's an asshole. Like, I don't think, (laughs) I don't think anyone promised and under delivered. I don't think anyone's gonna think that. I think they're just gonna be like.
0: I already underdelivered, delivered Ulrich. On my Kickstarter page, it says that it's a 30 to 40-minute short film. It ended up being 20 minutes, and now it might even be shorter.
1: Yeah, I think it would be better if it was shorter, right? Isn't that better for you and better for everybody if
0: it's shorter? Um, well, the whole reason I, I made it the length it was is, one, I couldn't figure out like what to cut out from it, but also the other was just... I wanted to make a longer format piece kind of to cue me up for a feature film. So I wanted it to be like a long, um, like three act structure type short film. Yeah,
1: I guess. I don't know. Does that really cue you up for doing a feature just have a longer short film? I mean, maybe it does, I guess. Well, but... I
0: thought the style of, of, filmmaking or the style, style of to- storytelling that I thought that we were doing at the time I thought would you know would help uh, okay prove to somebody that like I could tell a longer story because it's you know it's like man's best friend is you know kind of a scene lone is kind of a scene uh, over my dead body is pretty much a scene so this was like a full fleshed out story it had like the teaser opening and then establishing the characters and then they, you know, enter into this world and then there's obstacles in the way and then it all leads up to this big climax. So to me, it was like a very, uh, you know, structured movie, kind of like in the same way that a feature film would be structured. I just don't, just I on, just think, I, level.
1: I don't know. I just kind of feel like you could still have all that and it, it'd be 15 minutes long. Like, I don't think it needs to be, 20 minutes long to achieve those things. Or even you could probably even do it in 10 minutes, you know? Um, it just depends on, on, you know, how efficient you are with your time, you know? Um, but I mean, I, I don't know. My advice is just basically be, if it, if it's a better movie at 15 minutes, then, uh, make the 15 minute version. But if it's a better movie at 20 minutes, do whatever you can to make the 20 minute version. But Uh I would just try to make the best movie you can for the least money possible you know <laughs> right. so so if, if it's like oh well i i don't need these 20 shots you know they don't they, they're not necessary to story um then i would like well i'll just take these 10 then and just make these just use 10 that are necessary to tell the mm-hmm. story and and do it that way you know yeah
0: that makes sense yeah well just discouraging this this project has just been really tough
1: yeah, sounds like it, man. Well, you know, I think it's a lesson to anybody that if if you're trying to do, you know, how many shots you had again? Like 140
0: or something crazy? <laughs> yeah, I think it was like 120 shots.
1: Yeah, I mean, if you're trying to do a short film with 120 visual effect shots, um, just know that no matter how prepared you are and how much money or time you put into it, uh, it still could all come crashing down. And
0: And no matter how many people say, don't worry, we got it. We got it. Don't worry, we got you. Yeah. Like one of the one of the things going into this movie that I had was I had a visual effects company that was just like, yeah, 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 yeah. Don't worry, we got you, we got you, we got you. Yeah. Whatever, whatever you come up with, we got you, we got you. So I went in very confident. Great, somebody's got me. And then when I showed them the rough cut, and then they started working, they're like, "Yeah, this is too much." <laughs> I'm like, but you you had me. That's so <laughs> you funny. You said you had me. That's funny. So I have some. Some pretty big decisions to make Um, yeah well I wish you'd show me the
1: movie so I could help help make you know give (laughs) you some better advice but
0: well that might be what's coming up next is to to bring in like a little group of filmmakers and show it to them and be like what do you guys think what are my options here
1: yeah you should do that that'd be awesome
0: talk to me about this making our first feature El Mariachi versus contemporary indie approach
1: sure Like, a a big question is like, well, what, how do you want to approach making your movie? Like, do you want to just, you know, make it at at any cost in any way you can? Or do you have like a vision for like, I need to raise X amount of dollars and have this crew and they, these stars and shoot it like, you know, in 20 days, like, you know, you know, like five studio days and like, you know, 15 days on location and just do it like really efficient, you know? Like, but like, which, like, because there's so many different ways you can make a movie. Like, you know, we've been watching these movies online recently where it's basically just like one person with a camera and one actor or a very small cast. And then they just go out and they just tell a story in that manner. So that's like kind of, you know, when we talk about our topic of the day, it's like making our first feature El Mariachi style versus the contemporary indie approach. Like, which way do we want to go, you know?
0: So El Mariachi is the DIY, like you grab a camera and a few actors and just go do it yourself.
1: Exactly. Although I don't think that's exactly how El Mariachi was made. But I mean, I think (laughs) that's what people, when people say El Mariachi style, I think that's what they mean these days.
0: Okay. And then what's the contemporary indie approach?
1: Yeah, like getting a crew of probably somewhere between 15 and 25 people together, maybe a little bit bigger um and you know scheduling out a 15 to 20 day shoot uh probably raising a budget of anywhere between 200 and 500,000 dollars um and getting like you know some uh c or maybe d list actors to to be in it you know either in a starring role or in a, a supporting role and uh and making the movie that way in hopes of like you know getting some festival attention or do you just you know take take a camera find the best actor you know and then make it over weekends um you know for uh you know a year just shooting when you whenever you can you know just with by <laughs> with you and maybe a couple other crew here and there where you can find yeah. them you know
0: yes uh huh so what do you think yes to both yes to both <laughs> <laughs> you just do it however you can i don't think you can make every movie el mariachi style if you have a script though that, that that you can do that, why not? And well, if you have a script that requires crew, then you're going to need a crew, so you have to do it that way. But I
1: mean, you could try to make any movie El Mariachi style. Like you could try to make Haunted Toy House in that manner, but I don't think you ever would want to. You know, I couldn't. I mean, you could,
0: but it would. I would go. I would be going into that production knowing it was going to fail. <laughs> so why would I ever do that? <laughs> well, I don't know. I, mean, I would re. I would have to rewrite that script to scale it back to a version that doesn't require additional people. Like yeah. I can do everything myself.
1: Well, I mean, yeah, I guess it just depends on like what, like what you want. Right. Like, you know, and like, like, but I just don't think that even if you went into the haunted toy house, like with one camera and like, you know, you had a cast of two or three people,
0: like I don't think you'd ever get anything good out of it because i don't think i'd get anything good not not based on the script that i have but if i could take out all the kind of visual effects components of it and make it really just about three people in a house with like this thing in the attic that's freaking them out and and do it kind of like um what is that movie i just saw the haunting the mm. 1960s movie. Do okay. you ever see that? No. It's it's mostly the haunting stuff is hap- happens with sound design, mm-hmm. and it's just people in a, a creepy house, and there's a lot of sound design. I could do that, but I don't think I could do the ideas of like the house within a house and different planes of existence, and the creepy ghosts, and there's like too many things, pieces of that in there that would be too hard to pull off just on my own.
1: I guess to me, it's like. I think you could do all the special effects things because you could just do that in post later, you know, or like plan out exactly how you want it to look and, you know, shoot the elements that you need in order to make that happen. But I think what the if you got like two actors together and it was you and a camera, like I think just getting lighting and sound to be good, like the basics would be so <laughs> tricky that you would immediately be, you know, um, encumbered. You know, yeah. Um, Do you
0: think that Robert Rodriguez was just like an exceptional filmmaker that he was able to pull that off, and that not everyone can do it, or he got lucky, or he chose the right idea? Like, where where do you stand on that?
1: I think that Robert Rodriguez had at least he had a crew, which I don't think uh, some people who are making these El Mariachi style movies don't necessarily have any crew at all. I think he had like a really cheap, like you know inexperienced low budget crew, but I think he had like, you know, at least a couple of people to help him. It was probably really small, but like even if it's like a five person crew, that's way you're already way better off than a one person crew, <laughs> you know. Um right. and uh I think he didn't didn't do it on weekends over a period of time. I think he just did it over a couple of weeks or whatever, you know. Um So I think those two things already set like already kind of make it more like the contemporary indie style, you know, because I kind of feel like a lot of what when I say this contemporary indie indie style that I just made up that phrase that doesn't mean anything. um, I think that's it's all kind of based off of like the original, like kind of El Mariachi, like ragtag crew thing where it's like you just have the basic pieces of a professional crew and you use those to make a movie, you know. Um, but yeah, I mean, I guess the other question is because like, let's say like you want to be a, f- a feature film director. I want to be a feature film director like, you know, and this is not to disparage anybody who goes out and makes a movie with one camera by themselves. I'm not trying to put that down because <laughs> I think that's a really noble thing. and I'll probably end up doing it at some point <laughs> and maybe gonna end
0: up doing it. too.
1: Yeah, maybe even just for my first feature. Who knows? But I mean... I think in a lot of ways that doesn't prepare you for the career that either of us want to have like going out and making a movie by yourself with like one crew member or even no crew members. It's such a different environment and a different like art form than being on a set of even 10 people, you know? Like, it's just different. It's just, you know, managing a group of people. And that's basically the like, I mean, that's you know, the producers there to help do that. But I mean, even even like as a director, you are also managing people, you know, and it's just it's just a different type of ability. I think know? there's a chapter
0: in Robert Rodriguez's book where he talks about the first time he was ever on a film set with a crew. And he, I think he didn't really know what to do, how to work with them right because <laughs> he was used to doing everything himself
1: yeah well you know but I mean I feel like it's it's just imp- it's important to like prepare yourself for the, for the career you want so if you just want to make movies on your own with a camera and you're doing all the work yourself then yeah and you're going to be setting yourself up fine but if you do want to like you know be a director on a professional set where like there's you know an ad and a production designer and you know all these other things and you that's the way that you should make your your first movie because that's what you want to prepare yourself for you know um i so mean you're in
0: the you're in the camp of trying to raise some money and doing it with the crew
1: i guess i mean you know i think like if all fails then yeah I'll go out with a camera and I'll shoot my movie that way but I'd much rather do it the professional style you know or try to make that happen first before I result to doing it the other way you know
0: well there's no accident that filmmaking turned into what it is like the first films were made with a guy and a camera Right, right. <laughs> and over the hundred years of cinema, the crews got bigger. And there, there's people with specific jobs. That's not an accident. That's right. That's evolution. So to like throw it all away and say I'm going to go do it all on my own is kind of like spitting in the face of like how the system got built up. And sure, the unions, there's, it's like construction crews. There's like four guys standing around while one guy digs a ditch you know there's there's something to be said for that and that people could you know take on multiple jobs and it would still work but all those guys are really good at what they do and you know there's a reason that they're all there to help to, to make things the way that they are so i think that i'm i've been really interested in shooting something on my own um just me a camera and some actors to see what what'll happen I want to try it and, and see what happens. But at the same time, I know that to your point that that's just not really how movies get made. And the chances that that's going to be really awesome are really slim. And I think you have to write material around that approach that is going to be really hard. I, I watched my friend Jose put together a feature film for $10,000 where he did exactly what you're, you're saying. It was him and his camera for the for most of the days of the shoot he did everything himself he was a sound guy he was the director he was an actor he was a producer he was the the cameraman he did everything um and that was the only way he' could do it for ten thousand dollars but the film didn't turn out great yeah but he also made a feature yeah which is awesome and, you know and i think that experience of him making it will make will help him in the future and make him stronger and he has it online now and like 50,000 people have seen it. So it's not a waste. I think it's cool, but you just kind of have to know what you're getting into and that the chances that chances are, it's not going to turn out great.
1: Yeah. Or, or you have to be extremely specific in the type of movie that you're making that, you know, you can do it by yourself and that you don't need a a big crew and a a lot of equipment to make it turn out the way you want it to, you know? Um, But I mean like, yeah, trying to write a movie that's good that fills all those things is really tricky, you know? <laughs>
0: right. Um, the bigger question for me, and this is kind of goes back to that YouTube comment I ran, I uh, read last week on the show is like, do I want to just poop something out <laughs> or do I want to like make something great? Right. And like that to me is even a, a bigger question than like the approach. Cause I feel like the approach can be dictated by the material and you'll, I think all of us are going to make compromises and just make our movies the only way that we can. And right now you and I might have like the dream of the the proper crews and the proper budgets. But over the years when we, if we're having a hard time getting that, then we're going to scale back and we're going to keep scaling back until we might end up just shooting it on our own. I think we're both passionate enough about pursuing our feature film projects and and not stopping no matter what gets in our way but the the question outside of that for me is like well what is it that what is the story that i want to tell that's going to be worth putting all that time and energy into and like putting up with all the bullshit and um struggling through the adversities and that's what i'm like really struggling with now is like i don't know what that project is and I've, i've been kind of like running on a high over the years of just like making stuff and like putting myself out there and like trying to get things done. But I think that might be over. And I think I might need to like reevaluate and be like, all right, well, what is it that Timothy plane needs to say to the world? Where's my voice? What am I trying to say? What's, what am I passionate about? Like, where am I in my films? I'm not sure. I think it's, I think there's, Something brewing inside me, Ulrich. is gonna come come out. Soon. Yeah, let it out, I'm man. I'm not sure what it is. I'm not sure yet.
1: It needs to be like a you know not ET, but uh, an <laughs> ET style, like emotionally connected sci-fi horror movie or of some kind, <laughs> right. where it's like really yeah. you know. Packs an emotional punch right from the get go, you know?
0: Yeah. Like, I just want to, I really want to do something that I believe in so strongly. And that was Spirit Machine. I really, that I went into that movie just being like, oh my God, this is the movie that I've always wanted to make. Like, this is the culmination of everything of my life leading up to this point. It was <laughs> um, a pretty amazing feeling to have that. It's such a good feeling. And yeah. I, I need to, I need to find that again because I need, I, I can't just, make stuff to make stuff and yeah I'm, and uh, that's right now just trying to figure out exactly what it is what is it that i'm trying to make yeah
1: that's a that's a good question i mean when you're, as you're talking i'm thinking about the alternate and how like that movie is that for me now you mm-hmm. know that's awesome but i mean there are all all types of different types of movies i want to make you know and, and lots of them that we aren't getting these types of movies right now and so i kind of feel like i should be the one to make these movies but, you know, I haven't written them and they cost a lot of money, <laughs> I think, to do right. right, you know. So it's sort of like, I, I don't know, like, I don't want to just chase whatever new idea that I'm excited about. Like, I want to try to stay focused on on the alternate, on the thing that I I know I, c- I can make and that I think uh, that I really believe strongly in, you know. And then maybe the next one I can do my, uh, you know, space rock and roll uh, opera, you know, noir, whatever the heck it is, which, which you'll, I mean, I'll, I'm in my things to share. I have a movie that's kind of what I want to make, but not really, but it's sort of similar kind of territory. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, I feel like it's like, okay, you should just make the movie you can make, you know, but, um, I don't know. I feel like uh, like I just I want to do it in a certain it's hard. way. I
0: know I know where this debate comes from because you hold on to these ideals about what you think it's going to be, and then the kind of reality sometimes like smacks you in the face and says, "Nope, nope, it's not going to be that." I feel like it's easier if you can pull off a movie just by yourself. Like, yeah, you don't have to rely on anyone else, but. That's easier said than done. This whole filmmaking thing is easier said than done. And it's like, I, how long do you hold on to the dream of like getting a proper budget and crew? And then when do you just say, you know what? I can't wait anymore. I'm just going to go do it. Even though I know it might not turn out as good as I want it to be. I don't know what the answer is to that. I think everyone just has to kind of follow their heart. And what um, a DP that I, I worked with recently told me, like he's just starting to see success now and he just like struggled and struggled and struggled and was like taking jobs that paid nothing or working for free and you know just wondering when am I going to get my chance when am I going to make it and he, he finally started getting success and he told me I think this it's just a game of attrition you know that everything's going to stand in your way to make you stop Right. Like that's, that's what all these obstacles are here just to make people give up and the people that don't give up will make their movies and they'll make it. And the people that do give up will just be like, yeah, I had a dream once that I'd make a movie. So I think the, the lesson is just don't give up. Right. Just keep making stuff and keep doing it however you can. But it's hard because you're constantly compromising your your vision and the, the dreams that you have for a film. I think you'll never feel like you have enough. So even if you make the alternate with a certain amount of money and the crew that you want, I think you'll still feel like you could have used more.
1: Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I, I I just kind of feel like, like even when I was shooting the directors, or the actors reel this week, you know, it's like, I look through the monitor and I like, I know what, what my gaffer could do if he was there, you know, or like, (laughs) like if we had a truck, like what we could do. And I mean, I guess the guy I was working with is actually really good. He was, he was, um, you know, a and E, like kinda gaffer in training, D P guy, you know, and uh he's actually really talented and he, he did some really good stuff, but like we, we just didn't have a lot of equipment, you know. Um, so it was just hard and, and you know, it was just me, him and a sound person. So it was really, you know, we were really limited. But I mean, we did ma- we did make like four scenes, you know, and we shot three scenes in ten hours, so you know, and that was probably like um I think it was, like, six pages, maybe, worth of content. So, like, if I could do six pages a day, ten hours with, with a crew of two, like, I could def- definitely make a movie that way. But, I mean, I was operating, and eh, I don't know. We'll see.
0: I mean, I think it's, it's well, pretty I'm good. Not, not this specific project, but do you think, like, I, I personally believe that y- if you tried to make the alternate for too cheaply, no one's going to care about it.
1: <laughs> right. I
0: think you really do have to put some... Some budget behind it to really make it work, and, uh, or rewrite it into a much simpler thing. I think you'll you'll find that you're going to need resources to pull it off.
1: Right, and I just want it to look a certain way. Like I want it to mm-hmm. look a way that I can't I can't achieve by myself, and I want to be able to just focus on performance and talk to the actors and not have to be doing dolly moves myself. You know, or uh, <laughs> setting up each angle myself, you know like right. i I want the team to be there to help me, you know um, yeah. and I want a visual effects supervisor next to me saying, yep, you shoot it like this, the portal's gonna look amazing, you know or you shoot it like that oh we're gonna have some problems like you know I, trying to do all that by myself is like I mean I know people do it and I could do it. it's just it's just it's crazy, you know like I'd rather, I'd rather just do it as right as I possibly can, you know,
0: yeah. and well, you got to do what's right for the that project.
1: Yeah. And have an editor on set who's like taking the cards and, and loading it in as we shoot. And so at the end of the day, I can watch, uh, you know, the dailies from that morning, you know, and be like, or the next or that evening after dinner, sit with the I editor, you know,
0: I think if you're going to do it for cheap, you kind of have to have a sense of humor about it. I think you kind of need to know that it's going to be like cheap looking. And I I think like Robert Rodriguez is an example. Like he always thought that that was a straight to video action movie. And Mm -hmm. he actually watched other straight to video action movies and just said, oh, I can do better than that. So he knew the world he was playing in. I think the other example would be like Sharknado. No one went into that movie thinking that it was going to be like on par with anything in the theaters they went into it knowing what they're coming up with. So I think you, you kind of have to know going in, like this is not going to be the most amazing movie ever, but I'm going to have fun with that and I'm going to play that up or, you know, so if you went to go in to do alternate that way, I think you'd have to just kind of go in knowing it's going to look that way and maybe even rewrite your script to kind of play up the comedy of that Mm -hmm. uh, and the hokiness of it. Yeah. So that's, that's (sighs) my, my suggestion or, or, Come up with an idea that is so simple that is just like two actors in a room, and it's all performance based, like mumblecore style. You know, uh, <laughs> I know you love that. <laughs> yeah, that
1: sounds terrible. Um, but you're, so you're right. I, I mean, we c- I could make the alternate more silly and goofy, and, and like you know, just sort of take the edge off of it, and then yeah. the visual effects if they didn't look as good, it w- it would match. You know. Yeah. Um, but I don't want to do that.
0: not yet no eventually you might want to so i would say you know lean into whatever you however you are shooting your movie just like kind of lean into the what you do have and don't try to do something out of your capacity so like that's where i think people fall short is they try to make something like super serious for no money and they're they're doing it with just a few people it hardly ever looks good I don't know if I've seen an example that looks good I think usually it's like the the people that just embrace how shitty their the uh, resources they have and they're just like yeah it's just going to be a stupid shitty little movie and that's that'll that's what will be funny about it
1: yeah so sounds like you're gonna step away from this trying to raise money and, and do this with a crew and do this the professional route or the they I'm
0: going actually I'm going both ways Um, I feel like I need a new idea that I can do myself. And this year I'm going to challenge myself. I'm going to try to shoot something just on my own. I actually have this dream right now that I'm going to take my department's camera and some lavalier mics. And next time I'm in L.A., meet up with a few actors and just try uh, directing a scene with just them two and me. And shoot it, and just see what happens. And maybe it'll ins- either inspire me and like, oh, I could do a whole movie this way, or it'll discourage me and and it'll <laughs> remind me why I work with the crew. And just see what happens.
1: Yeah, you should do that and yeah. and try it on the short level first, right? And then if that doesn't yeah, work out, then go exactly. for the feature. Right. That makes so, sense. And
0: so I wanted I want to pursue that because I'm I'm quickly coming to the realization, like after pursuing feature films for a long time now, that. I might have to just do that myself just to get one done. And and so if that does happen, then I want to kind of be prepared for it. And I want to see or even just see, is that possible or am I fooling myself? Right. So the proof of concept first on a visual level um, and then write something. I have a few ideas that I, I think I could pull off in that style mm. that I, I'd have to write if if that becomes a reality. But first I want to shoot it. Okay. Just see what happens. Yeah. There you experiment.
1: go. So you have to write a short first that that fits that.
0: Yeah. Or just take a scene from something that I have and just like you know just try it out just to see what happens. It's yeah. nothing that I, I would post up. It's just for me.
1: I don't know. I would challenge you to to do both. You know, to like write a scene that is a short. You know, that you could yeah. also shoot in this way, and then that way, even if you don't want to make it into a feature or do or do a feature, this in this way, you'll mm-hmm. still have a short that you can show people and that you can put online.
0: Yeah, that's a good point.
1: Yeah, I don't know. That would that would be my challenge. But so are you gonna do that and you're gonna raise money for a movie or are you gonna do that process first and then decide whether or not you want to try to raise money?
0: Um, I think it's gonna take me some time to kind of figure out how to raise money for a movie. The problem is like even Ta- haunted toy house is just kind of too big. I mean, so you could gonna, do a haunted
1: toy house for five hundred thousand dollars. I mean, there's no way, there's no reason why you can't do it
0: for that amount. Well, we can talk about that. But <laughs> so I, what I'm gonna do is I'm still gonna just keep, like you know keep pushing forward on it. I still have some people I need to share share it with. I need to put a business plan together. Like no matter what, it's a good learning experience, and it's it is the project that I want to do next right now. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna keep pushing forward on it and just kind of see. Um, yeah, I, I'm just kind of feeling it out day by day, one step at a time.
1: One step at a time. That's <laughs> how you have time. to do it.
0: Yeah. So how about you? How-
1: yeah, I'm going to raise money for the alternate uh, as soon as I'm done with the rage. And even like probably this time next week, like our, I mean, I already started uh, putting my business plan together and, and working on my, um, my lookbook slash business plan which I kind of think is going to be the same document at least to start and then I've got a little um makeshift one page contract that I put together that I need to like sort of refine a little bit um and then yeah I want to put a portfolio together so like I'll probably have a couple of my um maybe I'll make a blu-ray disc that has all my short films on it and then a director's reel and then I can hand that to people and be like Here's all the stuff I've done, you know, check it out. Um, And I guess I wonder, like, what I should have be the first play. If it should be the director's reel first and then the shorts, probably that. Just the director's reel, then all the shorts, so they can just choose what to watch. Um, And then, then, yeah, and then just start – then just go to the people who I know and just be like, hey, like, I I know you mentioned before that you're willing to help me out with my filmmaking career – Um, I'm trying to raise money for, um, my first feature. Here's how I'm trying to raise $200,000. Um, here's my contract. Here's my, here's my portfolio. Give it a look. Let me know what you're, what you'd be willing to, to, to invest. Um, and, uh, yeah, you know, and just do that with all the people I know who expressed interest first and then reach out to people who like Kickstarter backers who helped me before. Uh-huh. who I know and see if they're
0: interested in helping out with the feature and then just go that way. So if anyone's out there is interested in giving all work money for his movie, he's uh, officially started raising money on slated. Yeah. Officially slated.com. Slated.com. I think com. you have to be like an approved investor to put money into movies on slated. Yeah. And if you are, if you are an approved uh, investor, do it. Yeah. I think I need to be more aggressive on slated. I don't know
1: exactly what I have to do. I think I maybe like, um, I don't know, I don't know either. I haven't looked into it yet at least at least put a little mock photo on there, so like <laughs> I actually I think I might have even already have done that. I took I think I took one of my um my that my artist he did a bunch of concept work and he did like one where he like kind of did like a a one sheet that says like the alternate and there's like a little image on there. so I think I put that on. But yeah, man, I don't know. I just got to push it, push it, push it, you know? And like, push I think it. once I can start getting the money together, maybe I can start meeting with some of these producers who I've met with before and just sort of sit down with them, show them my budget, show them everything and be like, this is what I'm trying to do. What do you think? Help me out. What should I do? I've raised $5,000. I've raised $1,000. Like, help me out, you know? <laughs> yeah. And just just start doing it and making it my weekly task and, and not – fantasizing about other short films or writing short scripts or whatever just <laughs> only working on the feature and i think as soon as i start making that commitment to it things will start happening and i don't know if i can shoot this year but um maybe first thing next year i don't know we'll, we'll see it could happen yeah. in the fall i mean i don't, I know, don't I'm make not gonna, any promises. i'm not gonna just rule that out but i mean take it
0: one step at a time
1: yeah i mean i, I don't know i just feel like it's up to me and I could just, I can do it. Yeah.
0: why don't you just do this? Just keep pushing it forward and let's talk again in May about <laughs> yeah. how things are going and then we can we can see where you're at. Yeah. I got but right now it's too early. You haven't raised a dollar. Hey. <laughs> rub it in, okay? Jeez. <laughs> Here, I'll give you a dollar for one one hundredth of percent. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, well, you wanna take us out? Sure.
1: Absolutely. Well, do you have anything to share? Anything to plug? No. No. <laughs> no. I talked about a music video thing uh, weeks ago, and I, I, it, one of them went up, but I don't know if I actually put it on the show notes for that episode yet. I don't think I actually did. No,
0: I don't think you did. I think you said it's coming soon. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: I'll either put that one that's already up, or I'm, I'm trying. I need to finish two more by Friday. If I have a deadline, so I'll put one of them up. On Monday, so you guys can see those. Um, they're I, I like them. They're pretty cool. Um, and then I just wanted to, to share this movie I saw a few months ago called Vicious Lips, and uh, it's on Amazon Prime. I think you have to rent it for two dollars or something. But it's like this '80s movie that looks like it was made by college students in the '80s. Maybe it, it looks very like you know, uh state, school, theater departmenty in some way, you know, but maybe it's a couple steps above that. I'm not sure. I mean a couple steps at least. But it's basically a movie about this uh it's like um oh gosh, what are that that group? Um oh man. The, the that uh God. What's that that Sex Pistols. No pussy cats whatever the uh
0: talking heads
1: no that that cartoon that they made a movie out of recently um it's a girl gem. group girl. Gem in the holograms it's kind of gem and the holograms uh yeah i guess that's close enough there's that other group the pussy cats or the uh, kitty cats or whatever but uh <laughs> but yeah it's like basically a space rock group and the movie starts with the, the, the lead singer dies or something or is murdered or something like that or had just died before the movie start started. And then the manager is looking for a new lead singer and they just find this girl and she comes in and she becomes the lead singer of this rock group in space. And then the whole movie is about them trying to get to a show in another part of the galaxy that night and like this biggest show or something and they get stranded on a planet and it's really fucking crazy and cool but I'd love to make a movie like that where it's like you know a space uh, a rock and roll space group all female (laughs) band with like this crazy manager like you know navigating uh, space pubs and stuff and you know trying to you know to get to like to play a big show or something I think that'd be really crazy
0: sounds insane right? Yeah, I'm looking at 1986.
1: Yeah, Vicious Lips. Everyone should watch it. And uh, it's not the best movie in the world, but it's got so many cool elements to it that I think a lot of people might like it.
0: (laughs) It's directed by Albert Pune.
1: I don't think he directed much else after that, if I remember correctly. Oh, yeah,
0: he sure did. Did he? His director filmography is 52 credits deep. Wow. I was really wrong. (laughs) <laughs> um, his, his biggest movie looks like it was cyborg with, uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme.
1: Oh, cool. So he did yeah. well for himself. That's he cool. He also
0: did a uh, kickboxer 4, the aggressor. Wow. 1994.
1: Nice. Did he, What has he done anything in the last like 10 years?
0: Uh, uh-huh. he's working right now on a uh, star warfare Rangers and the cyborg witch of Endor. Wow. Cool. <laughs> and, uh, in 2014, he had the interrogation of Cheryl Cooper Wow Which is A young woman wakes up in a room She assumes is a police interrogation room A detective tells her She is the only survivor of a mass killing that evening Wow That sounds This might be your new favorite director
1: Yeah I I love this this guy's career It sounds amazing (laughs) Just to make (laughs) these movies for your life And get paid a little bit of money Presumably And survive directing films Hell yeah man Sign me up I want to do it Yeah
0: Get him on the podcast.
1: Absolutely. Albert Pune, if you're listening, uh, <laughs> reach out to us, man. I love vicious lips. It's cool stuff.
0: <laughs> Wait, that's, uh, no other film director has been the victim of so much vituperation. What is that word? Vituperation. Vituperation. Uh, bitter and abusive language. <laughs> Frequently compared with Ed Wood, they both share a fascination with the bizarre. Pune as a feel for the stylistic and hypnotic changing the conventions of fiction and making each of his movies an extreme experience. Wow. This is definitely he wrote this or someone else did because it says unintentionally born in San Diego. He was later brought up in Hawaii. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Take a take a look. There's a whole bunch of oh look at that. He is uh, he graduated at 18 and traveled to Japan once there Supported by Tashira Mifune, he succeeded in getting hired as a trainee of Akira Kurosawa. Wow, amazing. And sorry, we can cut all this out. Um, He shot over 300 advertisements in the United States and taking advantage of the revival of the sword and sandal genre, he obtained funding for the sword and the sorcerer in 1982.
1: Wow, cool! Yeah, this guy sounds great. I wanna I, let's let's talk to this guy. Let <laughs> yeah. me hear about his career. He was born
0: in 1954. Oh so he's
1: man, what, like seventy! Wow. So he was older when he made the Vicious Lips movie. He must have been in his th- his thirties, right, or late twenties. Yeah, he would have been thirty-two. Thirty-two. Wow, yeah. amazing! That's so. F- <laughs> that's great. I Man, I want to like model. Now he's going to be like my, uh, you know, what's it called? Like Leonardo da Vinci. Like, you you know, like, I don't know if you watch this episode of uh, Simpsons, but there's one where Homer is trying to he he falls in love with Thomas Edison. So he's like trying to like race Thomas Edison and make it invent as many things as him. But then he goes to Thomas Edison's office and sees that Edison was racing Da Vinci. And so that like everybody's <laughs> chasing someone else. So yeah, I'm going to chase Albert Pune. I want to, yeah, that's great. want to make movies like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Well, I'll take us out here. Um, thanks for listening, everybody. Please help other people find us and leave a review on iTunes or Stitcher. You can check out our new website, or our old website now, makingmoviesishard.com, where you can subscribe to our show notes, start a conversation in the comments section, share your thoughts, meet other filmmakers, or just send us an email. And our email address is podcast at makingmoviesishard.com and if you say something interesting uh or anything at all for that matter uh <laughs> we'll share it on the show <laughs> because we've yeah. only gotten like one email so far uh and that was actually that was quite quite wonderful
0: um so yeah thanks so much Timothy for another great episode thanks Ulrich. that was, I think that was a pretty good episode um we had a lot to catch up on
1: yeah absolutely i feel like even though we've recorded another episode bef- bef- since you know, recently I just feel like we haven't had a chance to just chat, you know, and like catch up and hear about what's going on. I still haven't heard anything about your Cheetos <laughs> commercial yet.
0: I know. I I feel like we it's such it seems like it's far enough removed from filmmaking that it's hard to kind of jump into. Yeah. But we will. And I'm also kind of hoping that if we stall long enough, it'll be out in the world and then I can talk a lot more openly about it than I can can now cuz right now I have to keep a lot of stuff secret oh yeah yeah you not want to so spoil the I, we'll commercial get into it. we'll get into it <laughs> there's plenty to talk about I'm, I'm keeping notes so i probably won't forget awesome i can't wait all right talk to you next week all right man see ya